With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets. We won't talk. Celebrity book club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity book club. Say it loud and proud. Celebrity book club. Buzz me in. I brought the Cuervo. Hey, Hey, best best friend. friend. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is what we've been waiting for for our entire lives. I really have never been this excited for anything in my life. Yeah, we're about to do a call-in episode. For the first time in CBC history, we are listening to your voicemails. We're going to answer your voicemails. We're going to talk about them. We're going to answer them, and then we're going to hang up. (laughs) Savagely. (laughs) I just watched this movie last night called Hanging Up. Oh. Or um, I finished it. Well, okay. (laughs) Yeah, because you can't always finish a movie in one go. Oh, no. Sometimes it starts here and there. Anyway, it was super inspiring. It was just about sisters calling and hanging up. Is it weirdly like two hours and 27 minutes? Is it like... No, it's more hidden at like almost two hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a great length. Oh, yeah, yeah. Movies these days in the Heights, you know, Spider-Man, whatever. Three hours later, you're still sitting there. Judd No, thanks. Multiple bathroom breaks. Um, Wait, and it was a reco. Super reco. I mean, not like a ton happens, but definitely reco with <laughs> Okay, let's move on to the Let's voicemails. move on to the voicemails. Let's go. Okay. Let's do this. Let's fucking do this. Ring, ring. <laughs> Eve reached Lily and Steven. Hey, best friends. I am so glad you have a hotline because I have a pressing question involving the Property Brothers. So I grew up in far North Dakota, and I don't know if you remember seeing these TMZ headlines of when they were involved in a bar brawl in an Irish bar called Dempsey's in downtown Fargo. Actually, one of my friends called the TMZ tip line to report it, and they got the leaked security camera footage. So I have a couple questions because I haven't had the pleasure of reading It Takes Two. One, do they discuss the bar brawl in the book, and what are your thoughts? Two, who do you think would win in a bar brawl, which brother, and you can include the third brother that lives in Las Vegas with the crazy hair. All right. Well, Buddha. Bye-bye. <laughs> Buddha. Buddha bitches. Buddha bitches. Thank you so much for your call. Uh, yeah, Fargo. I'm obsessed. This was not covered in the book. They're definitely not talking about this in the book. No. I mean, I, fucking, I'm kind of surprised because they like seem like just pansies. I'm shocked. I mean, turned on. I'm imagining someone else was like, oh, you come into our town and you try to renovate a home. <laughs> okay. The way that got so Jamaican Irish. <laughs> What? <laughs> That's me far. You're trying to put gray laminate flooring. <laughs> How dare you? 
So I want to say that it was Jonathan. Yeah, I agree. Miss Magician. Cause like that's a magician to get so defensive and really angry. She's just like a little bit more unstable than Drew. And what's so funny is I feel like, like he also like had that period where he was like inconsolable for two years after his divorce. Like I just feel like brother wise, Jonathan is so the one that starts the bar fight that he can't handle, and then Drew is the one that picks up the slack because he actually can fight better, but is like he's a little more like peaceful. And I feel like he works out a bunch, as we discussed in the app. And he's like, I'll back you up in a fight. But Jonathan's the one that's I like, mean, this you want to go? This you want to go? This is classic story. The slightly fatter brother gets into a fight. And then the one who works out has to kind of save him. <laughs> and then they rush out of the bar. And it's very, um, just like every movie slash that movie, Louis, Logan Lucky, that I told you to watch recently. Logan Lucky. It's a Soderbergh film. Oh. It's the one where they like, it's like a heist at a racetrack. Okay, I need to watch Channing this. Tatum, who is one of your style icons. Yeah. Okay, haven't seen, and thank you for reminding me. Anyway, thank you for that insane Fargo tea. I'm also obsessed that your friend is the one who, like, called the tea. Like, is that Dempsey's just being like, bitch, hold on. I need to go and call TMZ. I mean, that's some insane coppery, but go off, I guess. You think that's being a cop? I mean, it's Property Brothers. They're calling TMZ. I've just never been someone to submit to, like, a tip line. I don't tattle. Okay. You're not a fucking rat. No, I'm not a rat. I've been seeing, of course, in my Instagram feed, multiple people across people I follow wearing these shirts that say, don't believe rats. I'm getting one for you. Okay. Next call. Hey, best friend. Um, I have a more of a comment than a question, really, which is just that I love the pod and I can't wait to... Um, actually call with a question, but I can't think of one now. I just need to express my gratitude and love. Okay, best. Wow, short and sweet. Love fans, bye. Thank you. And just like, if you do kind of feel that way, like, please do feel free to just like screen grab your favorite 10 second audio clip from a podcast. And post it on Instagram. Instagram and at VoodooVH and Lily Blue Eyes so we can repost. We love that If you kind of have that energy, that just like solid fan energy, like that would be a great place to channel it into. That actually feels very radio where someone calls or like, any birthdays or shout outs or questions? And they're like, Hi, this is Casey, and I'm just calling in to say that I, I love the radio show. Oh, and then they're like, this and is actually like, a birthday you, line. Hi, um, huge fan of the podcast. I was inspired by Lily posting from her Honda fit. Um, I was wondering if you guys can tell me which celebrity, either from, or like character from the books you've covered, or, you know, any celebrity, uh, would you most associate with the Honda element? Um, the Honda Element is the only car I've ever, it's what I learned to drive on. My best friend had it in college. It's like the only car I've ever felt comfortable with. But I think it's a very strange car, but they still exist, even though they've been like out of commission. So, um, what celebrity is the Honda Element of celebrities or a side character? Uh, thank you so much. Keep up the great work. Okay, wait, can Screaming. I go? Okay, wait, I know, I already have my answer. Can I okay, go? Okay, go. Olivia Munn. Oh, she's so element. Thank you. Oh, wait, did he say any celebrity or he, people? He said any celebrity. Okay. She, well, because she's like she's guys, ga- girl, guys, girl, but it's girl, twisted. Girl. Yeah, like, and the she, element is so but gamer. She's, it's so gamer, and it's so like twenty eleven slash like two thousand four. Like it's just random. The fact that you learn to drive in an element and have like multiple and only friends, ever driven an element, and you're in this like very dedicated element community is kind of insane. Um, I love my fit though, so thank you for calling that out. Okay, out of the people that we've read, I'm gonna say like Batch Property Brothers, Drew Scott's wife in an element, small woman. Big element. <laughs> Small girl, big element. Okay, yeah. Toronto stuff. Because she's like, she's working at a fashion event. Yes, and she needs to be packing she's an event like producer. tons of fashion yeah. tape no. and outfits that, and that element. Because that car to me is so like Pontiac Aztec, where it's like one of those cars where they're like, they're advertising all of the like random functionality so much. They're like, and the headrest like unfolds and becomes a Bluetooth speaker and there's a cooler inside. And, and it's like, the fact that this? it's like this woman is like folding down the chairs in the element and there's like. To put a, in her like mini kayak. A mini kayak, golden retriever <laughs> and like 
coffee pots and then is like folding them back up and all of a sudden she's in a glamorous in a gl- gown <laughs> and she's going to an event in yeah. her element. It's, it's from kayak to gown. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Honda up. I have to go to the Plaza Honda Repair Center tomorrow to get a repair for a free warranty safety recall. So see y'all there. What's going to, is your car about to explode? No, it's so random. They're like, there was a safety recall on the painting of the shaft of 2008 Honda Fits. Please come in. Mm -mm -mm, That shaft recall. I've had to recall a few shaft paintings as well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next call. Hey, Tikas. I want to know how you pronounce the sticky sweet treat that's spelled C-A-R-A-M-E-L. Um, how to pronounce this word is maybe the only real fight I've ever had with my boyfriend. And it's been sustained over a few months. Um, yeah, just curious what your take is and also maybe discussion on it. One two-syllable versus three-syllable preference there is a little more pretentious or cultured or, you know, what your take on that is. And I don't really want to hear anything about pronunciations being regional because I did conduct uh, some independent research of my own via an Instagram poll and then uh, conducted a thorough analysis of where the respondents hailed from and it's kind of all across the board for both pronunciations. So mm, this is something that weighs a little heavy on my conscience and I really trust you two to help me hash it out. Thanks so much. Okay. First of all, don't tell me what to say or not to say. Yeah, just this say, I don't want to hear well. it. It's like, no, Maybe. it's like you came to us with an insanely specific question about candy pronunciation and then you're like, I don't want to hear this. It's like, I mean, first of all, we both say caramel. We both say caramel, We're not yeah. insane. We're not, like, from the Midwest and say caramel or whatever. Oh, and, yeah. I was thinking, because when she said regional, I was like, what is the other way to say it? And I think, I was thinking, like, caramel is more, like, British. Like, caramel. Caramel. Oh. Like, oh, my mates and I get together. We have a sticky, sticky time and, and eat caramel and go to the pictures. And sticky we mates. see Timothée Chalamet and Emily Wickerham. <laughs> And we drink mad caramel. I mean, clearly this girl is confining her research to American regions. Yeah. Like I can tell from the like She doesn't have a global audience, sorry. Caramel is you really gotta go to England because I feel like they have a larger candy market they, there. They're way more into sweets. They're there, more into like them. sweets and like candy shops and Yeah. Cause so wait, Midwestern. I actually don't know if it's Midwestern. I just know that caramel to me is weird and like that's wrong. I don't think it's Midwestern. I think I bet Midwesterners also say like caramel. They may. It may. It may be. It's like caramel southern mid Atlantic. I think you know caramel I mean? it could be like, is it could California, be... darling. Caramel. No. Well, Car- there, there is a town in California called Carmel, and maybe you're thinking of that. Right. Maybe that's why I. They're like, <laughs> but I think they say caramel in a normal way. I mean, the other thing that's similar to this is Caribbean versus Caribbean. And oh, like, yeah. I mean, I will say in general. I say both. I say both as well. Like, Caribbean is a little bit more like steel drums. Like, it's it has a rhythm to it. Like, Caribbean. Like, da-da-da-da. You know what right, I mean? Right, and sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, we went to the Caribbean. Okay, actually, I think that Caribbean is, like, more colonizing. To me, it's more like the Caribbean, darling. Mm. And, and I think of Caribbean as a little bit more like we're going to Aruba down. on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, oh, we went to the Caribbean. Like, we got a five nights. Six. Yeah, I'm doing a five nights, like $6.99 per person, <laughs> yeah, all inclusive. Like, that's Caribbean, where it's like Caribbean is a little bit more, you know, refined and snooty. And so, yes, maybe I do think caramel is more pretentious, but it's just more fun to say things in more syllables. Like I just want to talk about, I used to be obsessed. Did you ever eat Carmelo's or Carmelo? It was like just chocolate full of caramel. You break it's off It's kind of in piece. an eggy kind of sh- shape. It's an oval Squares, shape. Squares, I think. Okay, then I don't and know. And you break it about. off and it's so it's luxurious. And I don't think I could do that much caramel right now. As someone who is older and has blood on their teeth. But as a a child, I loved... I've never been into caramel. It's too sticky. I don't like it getting all on my teeth. Well, it has to be with other stuff. A nougat, nuts. Yeah, Milky Way. All right, let's Moving on. Hey, best friend. Um, 
<laughs> really, I'm just calling uh, first time, first time to tell, well, a question. What is Lily's astrological sign? I would like to know. And um, I just love you, Lily. Um, not in a weird way, in like a very cool way. Like, um, just like very chill. Um, but like, I would walk from Medford to Dorchester for you. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I take it that Stephen is a Gemini and maybe it's been mentioned and I just missed it. But um, if you could drop the deep, that'd be really great. Um, okay. Uh, Beth. Okay, I'm going to go. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Stephen, would you mind leaving for a second? It's because really steamy. Me and my <laughs> new best friend have stuff to talk about. Um, yeah, so I'm flattered. I am a Sagittarius. I will release my birthday. My father would hate it if I'm doing this. It's December 1st. So early Sag. Um, Same day as... Brittany, or maybe she's the second. It's she's Joan. She's the second or the first. I was missing. I feel like it's Joan Rivers. It's Woody Allen. Um, okay. That my my birthday is Joan Rivers. Oh, <laughs> so no. You so don't. again, you left the room. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think it's Woody Allen or Brittany, and um, two icons of the stage. Yeah, Medford to Dorchester. How long would that take? I feel like that would take five hours god just hearing that like alt brunette girl leave this message and like seeing how horny you are for her <laughs> and just like the way that this girl just by her voice alone like is your high school dream no it's interesting. She, she, it's, it's kind of this badass like low voice <laughs> maybe we go see a show together oh enough oh i'm sorry no episode five episode six i fucked this guy do you remember when i fucked this guy one person says they'd walk from medford to georgechester for me i'm obsessed i'm very happy yeah i'm happy for you it's totally fine so are you gonna go on that walk yeah, I'm going to go on a long lesbian walk with our fam. <laughs> mm, sounds cold. <laughs> <laughs> not in the hot... Bundle up. <laughs> not in the hot Medford summer. <sighs> what What is your summer walking look? God, that would be a hot walk, though. Yeah. Medford to summer. You really me, need to hydrate. Me in these Volcom shorts. Just I, sometimes pacing. I think about this one time I had a can of coca-cola from a <laughs> from a vending machine right next to the science museum like right by leech man <laughs> okay I, I love it i love it you I'm, know I'm an iconic can yeah yes. you know a can no, that's burning so to memory good at the and it first was so can. hot and it was so sweaty and i was like 10 or something and just that can to me like it made me be a coca-cola brand loyalist for life i was just like nothing has ever tasted as refreshing or delicious as this one can of coke the only time I've ever become a Pepsi stan is once I bought a Pepsi and I got a tiny little catalog of all this cool Pepsi merch. <clears throat> and that's the lesbian in me is like merch, 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 first. merch first. And I was like, <laughs> and I wanted every, it was like Pepsi shorts, Pepsi duffel. And I was like, I'm a Pepsi bitch now. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I mean, obviously, that's but first disgusting. Coke. Um, anyway, love you. Let's go on a walk. Next call. Uh, my name's Stephen, a uh, listener from Michigan. Uh, I'm going to be in the NYC area visiting a good friend on July 17th to the 19th. And I was wondering if there was any good comedy-related uh, events happening in the city or maybe just overall food recommendations to, to seem to be like hardcore foodies over there that you'd like to dole out. So appreciate it. Uh, love the pod. Thanks. Bye. Okay, girl, it's called Google. 17th to 19th? Well, I'm not going to be here. Food events. I mean, don't push that. We are, you're like, oh, ha, ha, how dare you ask us? No, Google, I will, all I will, we no, talk about is restaurants. No, I know, but he also asked for comedy events. Oh, comedy events? I mean, yeah, again, timeout.com. But, <laughs> <laughs> but okay, food, where food. Do, Okay, well, I will say, go to Rolo's in Ridgewood. It's my new favorite restaurant in the city. It's incredible, and everything's under $20. The menu is shockingly affordable, started by three Garishi Tavern alums. The shrimp is out of this world. I haven't been here yet, but everyone is saying Domka on Delancey and Essex is like Who the best that? restaurant. Um, our fan, Hannah Goldfield, New York critic, New okay. Yorker critic. 
It's an Indian restaurant. Okay. And I'm seeing a lot of people post about it. Okay. So <laughs> the New Yorker jumped off a bridge. What you doing? My mother certainly would. <laughs> uh, okay. Also, here's some fun stuff of our favorite places. Um, Goddishir Hall. I love that. If you're randomly in Ridgewood, like get a huge beer there. Um, other places. Kiki's is an amazing restaurant. The food's really good. And you can get like table wine for like 10 and it's like... Got the lamb, and it's great to share. And honestly, the prices aren't bad. It's very can be like tough to get in, but but that's it's the worth point. The it's it's more the scene. You're but it's, it's not but no, but it's scene-y, but the food is actually really good. Right, it's there not are places scene-y. that are sceny, like and the place dimes. Like in Dime Square. I mean, yeah. oh, well, I mean, actually, dimes. dimes. I mean, we don't like <laughs> yeah. know anyone works there anymore. We don't have to, like. Uh, right. It's just fun to do that. Okay. <laughs> um, I would say, honestly, like Koreatown, that's fun. To Koreatown. Either get a karaoke room or like go to one of the barbecue places yeah. on 35th. And also, New York cheesy pizza, to what? quote my favorite line from America's Next Top Model. What's your favorite pizza spot in the city? I'm going to say, if we're talking for just that big old slice, go to Joe's or Bleecker in the West Village. I agree. Joe's or Bleecker for the big slice. For you know, absolute- be fun. Go to Joe's, get one slice, and then go to Bleecker and then do this whole, which one was better? Yeah. And just like the actual pie vibes. I mean, I'm still kind of just like thinking about this Emily slice that I had a while back that I was like, that was so fucking good. Well, I, if you're going to go to Brooklyn, go to Clinton Hill and go to Emily's. Yeah. For if you want that like Neapolitan pie, I'm almost like, let's drive there and go there after this. Wait, that's a really good idea. Yeah. And just like be like late night, duck Michael in. I went to Lombardi's yesterday in Soho. I don't know if you've ever been. And it's like random and touristy, but like is kind of good. It's the oldest pizza place in America. Okay. The fact that you did know that tidbit. Because when they said that, I was just like, anyone could say that. That's got to be fake. But you know why I know that? Well, one, because I'm a historian. Two, because I went to the second oldest pizza place in America. <laughs> okay. And I was like, well, what's the first? And I thought it was Grimaldi's. It's actually Lombardi's. It's actually Lombardi's. Yeah. And I went to the second oldest pizza place in America, and that is where my mother lives, in Utica, when I had that disgusting upside-down pizza. Oh, yeah. And the fact that they... That's a whole nother episode. No, I know. It's like, that's the second. The fact that, like, you've been doing that for that long and no one's ever said, hey, maybe rethink this. <laughs> yeah, it's like, check yourself. Okay, those are our recs for now. But, yeah, Grub Street, honestly, New York Magazine, Grub Street, that's like a classic fun Yeah, check thing. out the infatuation. They'll steer you in the right direction. <laughs> but truly, get, oh, also go to Joe Shanghai or Shanghai Cafe for soup dumplings. Wow, okay, the basicness of this pot. Now what? we're just telling okay, people now to get we're soup just so, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Nama. Go to Keens. Go to Keens in Midtown. Okay, next call. Hey, besties. Um, so I'm a recent listener of the pod. Loving it, always. I was really excited to find out that you both are from Massachusetts because I am also... A filthy mass, mass hole myself. And my question is, I've found myself gravitating towards other people that are also from Massachusetts without even knowing it. Like I just recently moved to a new city and one of the first friends that I've made here happened to grow up in the little town next to mine. So I was wondering if you think there's something that spiritually, vibrationally, physically connects us all in our shared experience of growing up in Massachusetts. And then my second question would be, who is your favorite celebrity from the great state of Massachusetts? Okay, love you. Bye. Family, God, loyalty, love a seafood, and an ass-kicking attitude. Blood over everything. Chowda is my blood. And that's why we come together. When I wake up in the mornings, I gotta peel clams off my <laughs> eyes. Okay? Because they just fucking come out of me. I'm not fucking New England. Fuck you. I mean, yes, people are drawn to people who are like them. <laughs> well, there's that famous study, darling, about, you know, people who meet each other and they fall in love. Mm. And they find out, oh, right, we actually grew up near each other. Um. Wait, have you ever had sex with anyone from Massachusetts? Oh, wait, this is about to get so awkward. I literally have oh, you haven't. It. Not even 
Grave. Grave. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, because, Wait, you know, so my... that's sick of me. Yeah, it's really weird. You're awkward. Yeah. Um, you actually don't care about blood no, or family or loyalty. Insane poser. My third boyfriend, Arthur, is from Massachusetts. Right. Western Mass. Western Mass, so which I'm is... kind of like, does that count? Well, I mean... It does. It does. Yeah, it's no, it obviously... It's definitely Massachusetts. No, it's... Oh, no, no, And it's Western Mass, and that's even, it's like... It's very a vibe. Yes, it's such a vibe. Because um, that vibe is not replicated anywhere else. It truly isn't. But, and then, of course, our good friend Sam is has been dating a fellow Massachusetts and for Well, a they are the most, I would say, not only... They're both from Massachusetts. They're, They're both, both named, named Sam. Sam. Their parents went to high school with each other. Yeah, it's literally like like okay, to Marblehead so High or whatever. Um, so that's messed up. I yeah. mean, I think you're drawn. The, the, I think in Massachusetts, yes, obviously we joke, you know, loyalty, blood. But I think there's, you know, a reverence. You know, we're all kind of, you know, well here, okay. shit kick us. Here's the thing about Massachusetts. Like, obviously, it's always sort of billed as one of the smartest states, right? Mm-hmm. Culture know, hub. Huge culture hub, huge education hub, huge healthcare hub. I mean, Boston is... Biotech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolute so huge mag- <laughs> magnet for biotech whaling. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the seafood industry. And so there is, I, I think, like, comedians. Definitely there's a lot of comedians from Massachusetts, right? We see an Amy Poehler and Jimmy Fallon. Rachel Dratch. And, like, so there's, like, a kind of, um, you know, there, there's a creative energy coming out of there. Well, because it has this East Coast Irish Catholic. But it's not as glamorous as, like, the California creative energy or as maybe, like, you know, musically inclined. Comedy as, comes out of tragedy. Yeah, and, as, uh, as you know, Midwest. it's a tragedy A fucking weather. Right. And our traffic, that's a tragedy. (laughs) Okay. I I was stuck in a tunnel for 24 hours. I mean, you remember the guy who fucked me and then told me that my asshole looked like the Ted Williams tunnel. (laughs) Best quote in the entire world. I remember once going driving to school and my mother was like fucking a maniac. I mean, she was driving so fast. And we were like, right, like getting onto Starro. And like, I'm looking at the car next to us. It's like 7.45 in the morning. There's maybe a centimeter between our car and oh. the next car. And I'm I'm like grabbing on, like I'm like holding on to the seats. I'm like, life. Mom, I, I think you're too close to him. And she just goes, he's too close to me. It was like really deranged. And I was like, wow, okay, I guess this is... Yeah. In the water. Live or die. Yeah. Well, now that I think about it, my girlfriend, she is from New York, but her father's from Duxbury. Okay. There you so go. So there you go. She's so half in the, blood, the Fenway's in her DNA. Okay. Who's okay. your favorite prison from your town? Because you know who's from my town? Matt LeBlanc. Oh, of course. He went to Newton South. Yeah. Done. I mean, I got to say it. I know it's cliche. Matt and Ben. Okay. Cambridge. Right. I mean, it's, sorry. Yeah. That's sure. boring, but it's true. Were they actually from Cambridge? They're literally from Cambridge. They're, neither of them is from Southie? No. That's just like That's a joke. the whole, okay, yeah, they're the whole literally day. from Cambridge. At Cafe A, that pizza place in the garage. Oh, I remember Cafe A. Okay, but... that's like their favorite pizza place. And then there was that pizza place next to Middle, Middle East. They were like framed there, and that was their other favorite pizza place. They went to Ringe, and everyone had a story. Oh, my older sister went to Ringe sure, with sure, Ben. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, like rock the fuck on, like yeah. shamrock shake up in this bitch. <laughs> Literally <laughs> Boston strong. This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. <laughs> there are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. 
Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. Next call. Hey, I'm Miles. I love the pod. Uh, I just wanted to say, um, first off, I met your producer because accidentally the line that you have uh, goes to her phone and uh, she was very nice um, and you should give her a pay raise. Um, and the other thing is um, I have a uh, random story that I feel like you guys should investigate to see if anyone else has this thing happen to them where um, one time I was smoking weed in Baltimore and um, there was a guy who came up to me and like offered me a joint and I was like, sure, let's smoke. And I later found out it was under Biden. Yeah, wild. Uh, maybe find someone else. Uh, love the pod. Uh, you guys do good work. Speculate. Yeah, bye. Jaws dropped. Yeah, good. Wow. The way he is just out there. Literally just around. Just full, just will walk up to anyone. Hunter walking Biden. I feel like I could go hang out in DC for a while and maybe something would happen. Yeah, I think if we just kind of walk around, it's like if you hang out at a park. Remember that time that I almost got arrested blowing that guy in the back of a car in the parking lot of a police station in DC? Oh, yeah. In a Corolla? I think it was a Corolla. <laughs> I mean, that is one of your iconic. And Tails. the cop car, run, all these lights start flashing, and the cop car like comes in, and, and we were just like, "Oh, we were just making out." I mean, I don't know why like a blowjob is illegal, um, right? But and and then he was like, "Okay, well, you do realize you're in the parking lot of a police station." Okay, so that, it wasn't that. You can make out or blow. It's more just like you're in a parking lot of a police station. You really came up here to like parking steam up this Corolla <laughs> in the parking lot. It's very like Amer like that is so America's dumbest criminals. It's a, like America's dumbest faggots. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that is a coffee table book. <laughs> uh, but you know, got off with a warning or whatever, and it was like, and you I do mean got off. <laughs> so you you finished. <sighs> I want to say neither of us finished, but maybe, and, I, and I'm not sure if this is my own you finished lore, as you kind or of like he finished, like as the cop was like bashing the mag light against. Oh, I bet the he glass, did. and it was like, oh, and then you're swallowing because you don't have any other choice. I mean, the other choice would be spit it in the cop's face. Yes, it come <laughs> all over this DC cop, and then it's actually Hunter Biden being like, "Can I stay in your car tonight?" <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, my homeless woman best friend actually just like has the keys to my place and I can't get in. I think she's passed out. I just want to sleep here. <laughs> just one night. Thank you for your call. Um, yeah, that's epic gossip. I'm sure we could do some investigative journalism and that has happened to a lot of people. Has it? I'm trying to think of anyone else with that Hunter. Hunter. I mean, no one I've talked to personally but yeah no no it's not not happening yet but yeah please um let us hashtag know. have you smoked with hunter or have you fucked hunter or have you seen hunter i mean i thought i saw him drinking a beer in brooklyn heights a couple weeks ago as i had said to you yeah i don't know i just feel like it could have been like any kind of like bearded 42 year old but like wouldn't he I mean, absolutely yes he's like drinking a hazy you know he's not so ipa okay next call I'm a club kid. Um, my name is Paul. I am obsessed. I have to ask you both, Lily and Steven, if and when, not if, when you two become off the chart celebrities, A-list celebrities, and someone will inevitably be writing a biography of each or both of you at the same time, and someone else will be doing 
uh, CBC podcast at that point because you'll be so fucking old and wrinkled. Uh, what do you wear? What do you eat? How do you live? What What will they come up with? And also, uh, who will play each of you in the straight-to-DVD special by MGM Studios that when they make their movie about you two? Who will play your part in the Andrew Weinstein produced comedy drama of CBC, the musical? Love. Wow. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. I feel like some of these questions are feeling very like like an interview on like Cinespace.com or something where you're like, and who would play you in a movie? I mean, that's always a, a fun cue. Uh, who okay, would, so first it's oh, well, how, segments what, on us of our future. Of these like, of these, like who inherits our podcast when we're old and wrinkled, I which we love won't be thanks to apostrophe skincare. <laughs> And our mental health will be on point from BetterHelp.com. I don't. Yeah, I. Just, I don't know if our. Um, I also love that of? our podcast will be inherited. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Like we pass it down, kind of in like a wheel of fortune, Jeopardy type of way. Exactly. The Ken Jennings to our Alex Trebek. I don't know if our Ken is going to be like so perceptive and really nailing our, you know. Don't you think we're choosing someone who's like... Who's such a brilliant, yes. observant mind. Why else would we give them our podcast? I feel like at that point, it's going to be so Halston and like out of our control. And it's like <laughs> yeah. our podcast will be 80% controlled by investors. No, and the just estate like estate is handling it. The estate it. is handling it. And it's just like, they're mostly based in China. Our grandnieces are losing rights to our CPC estate. A- absolutely. It's producers Meg's like great granddaughter okay. who's running the estate. Right. <laughs> and like, and she was married to this user, and like, he passed, and his family was trying to get their hands on it for a while, and there's like, there's a lot of legal drama about it. So that's why I'm not so confident in our legal stuff. But anyway, thank you for calling it as it is, and it's straight to DVD because I think we'll obviously revert to DVD, and um, the big DVD heads over here. Yeah, our special will be. Um, anyway, let's just do who will play us. Once we've gotten famous. I mean, the body that I'm going for at the gym right now is Timothy Chalamet in The King on Netflix, um, which I don't know if you ever saw. No, but I know who Timothy Right, you could imagine. I mean, he's very thin, but like toned. Timothy, yeah. I Um, think of him as quite thin. But he's a little more like toned in that movie. Because he's okay. like a king. King, king sorry. Kings are toned. I think of no. Well, kings, kings are, are fat. So well, no, but gout, kings are a little bit fat. bigger. So they had to make him like a little bit like bigger. Okay, to but gain like veal weight. Yeah, he has a little bit of veal weight on him. I've never had veal. Really, you know, I'm a huge veal fan. I've never really heard you talk about Timothy. Yeah, it's not well to me. Obviously, like it's a little in that that genre of um, conversation that we refer to as girls who like the Sopranos, which is yeah. like kind of not my thing. So, well, it's well, it's also the lesbian version because I feel like there was a period where all lesbians got the Timothy, right. and I think again bringing it back to when I got my famous haircut in February <laughs> is like people were like oh get the Timothy and I was like I'm not gonna be just like any other fucking lesbian like, Cyber, you kind Timothee. of went back to Buffon today oh yeah I did I Buffonted today because it's wicked hot out and I was like I need to put my hair you up you came in and I was like oh my god it's 2020 Lily <laughs> <laughs> Um, pandemic Lily in the house. Uh, soft pants. <laughs> Lily? Yeah. Um, who uh, who would play you? Who would play me? I was... Jeff in... Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> he was love? on my hair mood board. Sorry. Jeff Bridges at the Oscars. Uh, I mean, not to be so Twitter. Okay, but would it be so like Natalie Portman and she's winning an Oscar well, I was <laughs> for gonna her say, butch portrayal? Yeah, and, so in, and it's like, I'm not trying to get Natalie Portman like canceled. Like when ScarJo is going to play that like 1920s, like famous, like trans gangster. Right. Wait, did she ever play that? Or she like no, they like out? She bowed out yeah. because she realized. <laughs> um, well, I was going to be so Twitter girl soprano and I was going to say Jim Scandolfini's son. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that it? Does he have a son? Yeah. And he's playing him and some like young Tony in some reboot. 
That's cool. Yeah, like cool stuff. I'm trying to think of now like child actors randomly because I'm like. Oh, because we're like, who will. <laughs> who will play us? <laughs> like Natalie Barber's going to be like 80. <laughs> She's got a young face though. I'm just like. Okay, mm, I want um, Siobhan from Maravie's oh, Mar- to play me. <laughs> okay, nailed it. I agree. Done. <laughs> Thank you so much for your call. Next. Hey, guys. I uh, love you both. Stephen, I saw you at Dover Street the other week with your mom, and I averted eye contact because I enjoy all your content. So, obviously, I never want to see or speak with you. Uh, anyway, sorry. Boring-ass question. I'm only asking because I'm a genius. I was wondering, what are your guys' favorite books in general, like celebrity or otherwise? And are there any books that you claim to have read but haven't? Wow, I'm so seen. Wow, McDonald's. (laughs) Dover Dover Street. Street. Can't walk out of my goddamn apartment without being clocked by a gay guy. You really can't. Um, And I guess, you know, me too? Um, well, I mean, you got seen at the coffee Thank you so much for not coming up to me and respecting my privacy. Although my mom... Time with his family. That would have been really... I feel like my mom would have been very impressed by that. That would have been kind of cool. She, I would, know. she would have been talking about it all day. She would have been like, oh, Stephen got recognized. Doug, Doug, did Doug. you tell did you tell what happened at the store? So, no, no, it's a Steve, and it would make her really believe that this little podcast we're doing. Yeah. So actually, yeah, if you see Stephen with his mom, absolutely. Yeah, do say hi. I mean, obviously she would have like forgotten about it by the next day. But that's cool. Uh privacy is amazing. Honestly, I'm kind of like anti-literate. Like I'm always like saying that I hate books and I don't read. Right. So I definitely wouldn't claim to read a book that I haven't read. Yeah, I don't even think you will lie about that. Yeah. What's your favorite book besides To Kill a Mockingbird, obviously? <laughs> of course, number one. <laughs> number two, The Bible. Um, favorite book? Okay, I mean, I have a few. I'll just spout some off. Yeah, it's your um, podcast. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, I do love this kind of a trendy book now. It's just I do love the book Priest Daddy by Patricia Lockwood. It's also kind of memoir-esque. Oh, you actually are so I'm book. obsessed. Yeah. No, you, you, I'm like, you, here we go. Like, you, my like boyfriend reads books. Your girlfriend works in publishing. Like You also read the books. Like You guys are always reading like all the books. Read, read, read. So I love that. Um, iconic lesbian book. I love Valencia by Michelle, and Michelle they're, T. And they're always genre-defined works of autofiction. They vary our autofiction, <laughs> but if we're talking... Fiction boots. I love me and Ellen Hilda Brown. That's what yeah. gets me going on a summer morning. Nantucket Nights is the one that really turned me on. But her latest, Summer of '69 or something, made me cry. You cried at a Hilda Brand? No, I know. Isn't that insane? I literally cried at a Hilda Brand. These are books literally just about secrets revealed on Nantucket. They're all beach treats and they're all <laughs> yeah. literally take place on Nantucket and they're written by this woman who lives in Nantucket and it's insane. I'm obsessed with. I mean, I only, I'm trying to remember the last book I read that wasn't for this podcast. Wait, I did, did read a book though, didn't I? Swimming Pool? Don't you like that book? Swimming oh, this pool library? Pool libraries? Yeah, this, gay like, book. this gay book. I mean, I read that like, it's been a few years. <laughs> okay. It's um... very, I read a book every four years. <laughs> I mean, the books that I did really like were the Hunger Games books. And then I like, and I actually, I think I saw the movie and then I read the books, which was the same thing with like, Oh, but the girl with the dragon, the toy, I read those. You love a good those books. mysterious <laughs> blockbuster about like a girl. Yeah, that's aimed at like people who are of high school reading level. <laughs> <laughs> I like I don't like young adult books, but I like books that are aimed at someone who is has that vocabulary. Yeah, but that's also just like general bestseller adult vibes. But I'm not reading any of the current genre defined works of autofiction that are on the bestseller list. I'm not Miss Patricia Lockwood over here. No. You're not. I'm, I'm sorry. Not just I'm, like, a, I'm a genius. Oh, God. Have you read Detransition, baby? Oh, it was so good. Or I like, mean, that's a book I have started but did not finish. But also, I'm we like read Sally a book Rooney a week. or whatever. Like, no, I watch no the thanks. Hulu Morning People. But I would say I truly LOL'd actually out loud a Priest Daddy. <laughs> Wait, like, I like that you just called it Morning People. I don't think that's what it's called. <laughs> oh, sorry, norm- normal people. <laughs> It's like this mix of the morning show. And- oh, I remember once I was like trying to read a William Faulkner book and you and Damn. friend of the pod, Daniel, like roasted me to 
filth. You just had to about put it down. It. Yeah, because you were like, "Oh, what are you doing? Like reading this, like for show?" Was it like the Canterbury Tales or whatever? No, it was some like Southern Gothic Gothic novel. I know any book that's written before 1990. I'm just like, okay, it's the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, and I did read that gay detective book like last summer. Oh, that I gave you. That was like based on Albany. That's about like an Albany gay detective in like the eighties. That was good. If there is like gay murder in it. Oh, and I read that uh, the other one, um, Dennis Cooper, the sluts. So I will read a book if there is like gay murderous sex in it, but like it has to really hit all of my interests for me to read it. If it's not like the girl with the dragon tattoo or something. No, I mean, I will read any book about lesbians. Oh, I was obsessed with this book. I also don't remember the name. It was like a British lesbian chick. (gasps) Oh, and I started reading that. I do like that book Um, in the deep end or whatever. Yes, that book is really good. And I need to finish that because that is really fun. Bring that to Marseille. Okay, I will. Or sorry. I hope you're reading it in Marseille. <laughs> oh, yeah. Currently where I am, according to the timeline of this podcast and when it is released. Okay, so, books. Next. Hi, Club Kids. This is Kate. Um, I'm calling in to tell you a little story regarding uh, Kel. Good old Kel. That's episode gave me a lot of anxiety uh, because I was actually called on the phone by Kelly Patrone um, a couple years ago and yelled at about an article that I wrote about her guru, Ama. So it was about 2013. I was definitely still feeling from American Apparel. And I had been an intern, an unpaid intern at this, you know, cool fashion art magazine but then I got promoted and I became the arts editor pretty much not knowing what I was doing with a very very low salary under 25k a year I think um so I was interviewing artists and fashion people and I did an article with a co-worker on Ama the hugging guru who goes around and hugs people and celebrities love her and they like wait mine to get hugs and you know it's, it's a big deal so we, we wrote this article um and you know naturally because of the culture rewards we were very snarky and kind of made maybe some comments about like free hugs or whatever don't mind the screaming i live in mexico city it's, they're selling gas on the street um so we wrote this article, thought it was fine. It went to print. And a couple days later, I randomly got a actual phone call from Kelly Catron's assistant who immediately connected me to the PR maven herself. And she reamed me out for casting a negative, unresearched and snarky light on a spiritual leader and basically told me, that if we didn't update the article, um, I would face a defamation lawsuit. So I went online and I updated the online version and I never told my boss. And I hope that no one ever, you know, looked at the actual print version. Uh, And then the magazine went under and um, I never got in trouble. So... It's true. Kelly does give good phone. Thank you so much for this call and this full deep dive on Kel. I'm, one, again, so obsessed with Kelly Catrone and just how she will pick up that BlackBerry, get the number in a second. She's in her live workspace. Get me the fucking number for this dim-witted bitch. Alma's not even her client. And she's she's going in. She's just like a supporter. She's just that obsessed with Alma. Yeah, and she just hates when she's disparaged and defamed. And it's like, sorry, you're going to pay money to bring up your own personal defamation lawsuit in honor of your guru? I mean, this is where also it's like, Cal, you're getting too Nixian with this, where you're ready to put down, like, (laughs) I don't know much about the law, but I know this. She probably wouldn't have, though. It's the threats. It's empty threats. It's empty threats. People love saying lawsuit. She's a screamer. She's a phoner. Which is so also intern culture. It's just screaming on the phone and it's all empty threats. You know, I'm I, I'm 
kind of surprised that Kelly was that scary that she changed it. But I guess she, uh, this Kelly's, girl was saying like she was young and she was only making, you know, 25K a year. She had just gotten promoted from intern. So yeah, she's like, she oh, wasn't I so have... confident in her like voice yet. No, and she's like, I have my first, you know, real title. And here's the scary, scary publicist. She probably already had a show. You know, and Cal, she could blacklist you, all of New York. She's thinking, okay, so I'm a, I'm an arts and culture writer. If Cal blacklists me, I can't get into this gallery show. I can't get into this fashion show, blah, blah, blah. I would obviously, like, instantly delete the article if Kelly Catrone yelled at me. I, yeah, I mean, I think that I would have... I think you would have stood your ground. I would have stood my ground. I would have pushed back. I, I'm really trying to find the article. I can't figure it out. Is it this one on Oprah.com? <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it was deleted. Wait, the whole article was deleted? That's what she said. No, she said she just updated the online version and the print version was still there. Hmm. Okay, this is where we have to get some microfiche and like go to NYPL. Maybe that's why I can't find it because it's like a deleted magazine. And it was so like, was it just like the New York Sun or like one of those newspapers that doesn't exist anymore? And it's okay, Bradshaw. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, I'm sorry that we sort of took you down that journey and that was scary for you. That sounds terrifying. I, I hate to trigger folks at the same time, like maybe it was cathartic. Probably. Because she was like, oh, okay, this is a whole book about Kelly Trump being scary and like being too obsessed with Alma. Okay, next call. Hey, best friend. Big time fan of the pod here. I wanted to share some gossip that I have from my recent Memorial Day weekend in Provincetown, Massachusetts. And that's that I saw Colton Underwood, famous gay bachelor, partying at Atlantic House, a very famous gay bar in Provincetown, Massachusetts. I believe he may have been filming his new reality TV show in which Gus Kenworthy shows him around the gay community. That was not confirmed as we did not see any cameras, but we certainly saw Colton shirtless at the club, kissing on a couple dudes. So I know you both are mass holes, and I'm sure you would have opinions about this. So I just wanted to. Get your thoughts and uh, hear you guys gab about Colton being out in P-Town. Love you guys. Bye. Oh, I'm, well, not, I'm not love, surprised. Not surprised. Colton at a house. As you've suspected, oh, we have spent many a night at a house. <laughs> we, things have gotten a little twist at a house for us. Definitely. I feel like, wait, did we do a talent show there? No, that was at like another bar on commercial. But Sam did a talent show there. Oh my God, he did and. Not to again like expose his privacy. He did like a talent show and it ended like really badly and like he ran away. <laughs> we it was, were, it we was, missed it. We was like we came the week after and he was like had already done it. Why do I feel like I saw them rehearsing though? And I was there like in Rostam's barn and like that was the same week that I like because remember we hosted I famously like everyone was watching me like blow that. Canadian guy through a window and all you could see was my bucket hat bobbing up and down. Okay. I never <laughs> saw that. I feel like you're confusing it when we like hosted Sam playing a concert at like another bar. No, I'm not confusing it with that time we hosted him. I remember that was a, we did like a comedy night at a different yeah. bar. Anyway, the point is Colton's at a house being <laughs> yeah. sloppy. And okay, I just saw him on Instagram yesterday, like, or I saw like Gus Kenworthy like posting about him. I was just like, oh, not these fucking cheesy ass. Instagram faggots being like, hell yes, welcome to the community. And it's just like, so God Gadmurthy is showing him like how to be basic and just like At, it's also drink like, sky vodka. Provincetown is so sky, first off. And it's like, I'm already imagining like Colton walk his like beefy ass, like walking around in like the tiniest khaki shorts yeah. that are just kind of like no, bulging and actually an unflattering way where it's like, you're so buff, but why does this make you look fat? And just like, these guys, I'm sorry, it's always leg day with these queens. No, and I'm I like, know. it's too much leg day. This is what I'm saying. All everyone's saying like, oh, five inch, three inch shorts. And I'm just like, sorry, let's bring it back to. Kevin Smith, I'm all about nine inch. <laughs> nine inch and seam. Okay. Do you remember at A House when me and like Ellen like didn't get in because they were just being like, it's too leather. We're not letting you guys in. 
Maybe that was the bar above, though, that oh, like, is a leather yes. bar. I think you guys were going to the leather bar and... Yeah, and Ellen was in, like, such a just, like, blazer and dress <laughs> and, like, being such a professor. And they were like, actually, like, this is for leather tattoos. Right, and I was in my massive shorts. And <laughs> we they were like, like, don't need you guys and, uh, and are like, But our, like, friends are, friends are, like, upstairs and they're like, no. <laughs> I mean, the classic debate, no women in the gay bar and honest. And, you, and that night you lost the debate. <laughs> I really, I mean, I, okay, obviously it's like I support Colton Underwood being the first gay bachelor. Um, but I think that he is fake. He's, he's absolutely funny. fake, but also so are a lot of other fucking faggots walking down commercial street. <laughs> no offense. Yeah. I'm just like I guess I'm like Colton and uh, P Town with some cameras. Sure. I mean, yeah, I support that. I support it. Like, obviously, it's like, and I want to say that Gus Kimberly follows me, so I have to support him too. But I'm also just like, you like didn't win the gold. Like, congrats. And sorry, I actually don't know who Gus. He's I've like a that. snowboarder or a skier or something. Oh, he's a gay. Skier. He's a gay Olympian, and it's like obviously he like didn't win, but it's very like parlayed his Olympianness into a career as like a gay influencer. I guess like P Town is this place for forty-one-year-old cheesy gays, mostly from Boston. Mostly from Boston, but some come from DC. And if Colton is there doing a show yeah. and grinding at a house, you know the only annoying thing is you know if then no one can get into a house because. Colton is there. And all the cameras are there. It just seems crowded. Yeah, I feel like Colton has the most, like, average deck. Colton is also just, like, a little bit of a snooze to me. I mean, I watched some of that season, and that's why I'm bored about it. Yeah. Because it's him going to A House and then going to tea, sipping, like, a gay water, a.k.a. Tito's and soda. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like... It just is turning I mean, so entertainment tonight. And he's like, right now I'm at the Atlantic Bow House. This is a great place to dance with guys and live out loud. I'm sure it's so taxi TV. <laughs> I'm like, he is also, I mean, every bachelor is wildly boring <laughs> and has four brain cells. <laughs> That's kind of their thing. Yeah. I don't think any bachelor, like, I don't think like a show with Matt James, who was the most recent one, like going to like straight clubs would be that interesting either. No, none of it would be interesting. <laughs> It'd be fun if we could go to Provincetown and they do some sort of like live bachelor at like a club. I would love to see an actually gay bachelor, unlike that like bad gay bachelor that happened like five years ago on Logo. Oh, yeah. So, all right. Yeah, we're we're fine with Colton being cheesy in Provincetown, I guess. But I love that. Uh, I am. This is makes me sad I'm not going to P-Town this summer. Yeah, I'm going. But I'm going to be in a port town. You're going to be in a port town. And that's awesome. I'm be in Marseille. Um, okay, thank you so much for your calls. Literally, thank you so much for your calls. This was like the most fun I've ever had. This is, I'm actually vibrating with joy. Um, we ha- keep doing this. Yeah, we have so many that we have to record another episode of it because um, we're not even halfway through. And if you hear this when this comes out, I think we'll be doing this over and over again. And yeah, keep calling in and leave messages whenever you feel like it. And we will like play them randomly. And, and that, that'll become a new part of the pod. And that number again is 929-445-4730. Again, that's the Club Kid Hotline at 929-445-4730. Best. Best. Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prologue Projects and Give Me Some Head Gum. The show is produced by Peg Murnane with editorial support from Leon Nay Fuck Me in the Ass, Andrew Parson Daddy Roleplay, and Madeline Kaplan Me in My Hole. <laughs> Our production manner is Persia Your Lips for Lynn. Engineering by Ferris Monchi. <laughs> Original theme song by Stephen Phillips Hoare. Artwork by Teddy He's Not Shooting Blanks at Chips NY. Follow us on Twitter at CBC The Pod. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review and don't forget to Tell your friends about us at your next circle jerk. That was a headgum podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.